Hello, this is Lucia Giftopoulou and I'm joined today by John Hale, the Global Head of Sustainability Research at Morningstar. And we're going to talk about ESG investment in the US. John, the US is, is quite far behind Europe when it comes to inflows into ESG funds and, and interest into this type of investment. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, I think that it's it's obviously true the US is behind Europe when it comes to sustainable investing, but that doesn't mean Americans are uninterested in, in ESG. In fact, um, anywhere from half to two-thirds of American investors, uh, depending on the survey, uh, say they are interested in sustainable investing. And um, among the uh, millennial generation and among women, interest is even higher. And and uh, you know those two broad groups, women and millennials, I think are um, making up a larger and larger proportion of American investors uh, than they used to. And, and um, uh, the oldest millennials are pushing uh, 40. So they're starting to enter into their uh, years when they're investment decision makers, both in terms of their personal investing and, you know, a lot of uh, investment decision makers at institutions uh, 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 as well. So um, it's taken longer for ESG to gain traction in the U.S. for sure. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the one big reason is that <clears throat> the, the sort of shareholder-centric model that has dominated the past 40 years or so of investing is a very American idea. It's deeply rooted, I think, with American uh, in, investors. Um, and they've sort of come to expect that investing is really mostly about maximizing profits for shareholders and and investors expecting companies to focus on shareholder value um, and and uh, that's I think taken taken root here and it's and so it's it's made it harder to, to shift towards uh, uh, sustainability I think the other thing is that but, sorry but with the incoming generation the, the, the Millennials who are not who are not the young generation anymore, who are right. definitely more aware of, of climate change and all the other yeah. things that, that comprise in, in the kind of sustainable sustainability concept. Would they be pushing for change, you know, wh- whether because they mean to or even unwittingly because they have a different different uh, kind of worldview in their, in their mind? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, millennials, uh, yeah, uh, and, and those younger as well that really aren't even in their, uh, you know, uh, chief investing years yet. I think, yes, the, the, that kind of thinking uh, is, is changing. And, you know, and the other thing, though, that's, that, that's been, I think, a challenge here is that as sustainability concerns have grown among Americans, particularly among younger generation and, and all that, that for, for up until very recently, I think, issues like climate change have been like put through the grinder of our polarized politics here and have, and have become seen as partisan issues that, you know, are, are you, you have a choice as to whether to, you know, like support the idea that climate change is real or not. And um, that uh, when it comes to investing, uh, you, you know, that means, well, if you want to be a kind of values-based investor, that's fine. But but um, the idea that you would want your investment uh, managers to be considering climate risk uh, as a material, you know, factor in your investments is not 
has, has been only kind of recently started to dawn on, I think, uh, American uh, investors. So do, we've had- do, you think, do you think the Biden administration is going to give this an extra push because of all the interest that he's putting in climate change and also some social measures, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, Biden, big picture, you know, the Biden administration is giving the climate crisis the attention it deserves and 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 we have that big picture focus. I think we're we're also likely to see our, our, our Securities and Exchange Commission requiring public companies to disclose their climate risk and perhaps other material ESG issues, other things like political and lobbying expenditures. I think we're going to see rollbacks of the Trump administration efforts to hinder ESG investing. Um, rollbacks will make it easier for shareholders to offer resolutions about ESG issues in both their proxies at company meetings. It's going to make it easier, importantly, uh, to put ESG funds into 401k lineups, retirement plan lineups. Um, and in that context, I'm really hoping for clarity around the idea that uh, material sustainability issues, ESG issues, um, are uh, considered clearly a part of fiduciary duty. And once that's clear to retirement plan administrators, I think we'll see many more ESG options in 401k plans. So do, do you think, let's let's look at the numbers for a minute. What have inflows been like in the US in ESG strategies in the past few years? Has there been any change? Have they been growing or, or have they remained static? Yeah, they've definitely been growing. So, so despite you know lack of political support or regulatory support, it, it, assets into sustainable funds has has have been growing. Um, 2016, 17, 18, uh, I started. I was following this. About five billion dollars flowed into sustainable funds in the U.S. in those years. That was an all-time record. <laughs> you know, it was more than it had been before. Um, but in 2019, sustainable fund flows topped 20 billion, so four times the previous high. And then last year, during the pandemic, 2020, uh, sustainable fund flows topped 50 billion. And and I can tell you that I expect our first quarter flow numbers are still unofficial, but I can ex- I expect those to top 20 billion just for the quarter. So clearly, there's already. Uh, a change in investor appetite for ESG funds here. And so I think it'll just be encouraged by these uh, positive developments. Uh, uh, Do you think this is mainly driven by the investors or or the asset managers, or is it a combination of the two? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think at first, um, you know, investor, we started to see investors, and the way I look at it is that a lot of people in the world today have sustainability concerns you know, about climate, but other issues as well, inequality, broad-based, you know, all kinds of broad-based issues. The pandemics brought some of those out as well, but um, they, and they, and they started kind of indicating that they'd want to bring that into the investment context. But, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, when we first started started detecting this among um, investors, there weren't all that many uh, funds available. Uh, for them. So um, over the past uh, five years or so, five, six years, uh, asset managers have, have you know, started uh, launching many more uh, ESG-oriented, sustainable-oriented funds to create the uh, supply to meet the demand. So a little bit of both there. 
Mm-hmm. How, how many ESG funds are available in, in the U.S. now, broadly speaking? Well, you, you know, and, and interesting because, again, lack of uh, regulation, there, there's not any uh, single set of standards mm-hmm. to define one. But but we, we take a look at what we think of as uh, ESG funds or funds that are pursuing various sustainability themes, you know, as a key central focus of, of what they do. There's about 400, four, maybe a little over 400 right now in the U.S., um, but that's up from uh, about 100, you know, um, in say 2014-15. So there's a lot more uh, funds out there now that, than there used to be. And last year we saw record uh, levels of uh, new issuance of funds and, and, and this year as well. And you think regulation waning as well would, would also kind of play a role in trying to frame this environment and, and, and trying to make it more accessible potentially to investors or at least so that investors know what they're asking for? Yeah, well, certainly um, having uh, a clarity that it's okay to put these types of funds in retirement plans would be a big push. Um, but also, yeah, um, taking some steps to uh, clarify what it means to call yourself a sustainable fund or an ESG fund, um, similar to what's happening uh, in Europe, uh, I, I think would would give uh, a lot of uh, clarity to uh, um, investors, also advisors. I mean, in the U.S., there's there, you know there's a lot of investors who use financial advisors. That's their intermediary, and really, if you wanted to look at uh, uh, you know uh, what's holding back um, ESG investing in the U.S. Uh, it, you got to look at those those advisors because they're um, typically have been fairly dubious of uh, the whole concept of ESG, partly because it it didn't really um, align with that kind of shareholder centric uh, approach to investing that many financial advisors take. Um, they're uncomfortable dealing with some of these issues. So many of them just sort of wait for a, uh, an investor to come in and ask them about it. Like, hey, I'm interested in this. Can you accommodate me? And so it's only, you know, only a, the only people that would do that are those that are like highly interested um, in ESG. But what So about you would need intermediaries to kind of join join the game and start right. also presenting this, this option to their investors so that... Right. that you can see very bigger flows into into such funds. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, the, um, among advisors that I talk to who have started doing this, who say, you know, I proactively ask every single client about this. They said they are amazed at how many people take them up on it. Right. So, um, but so it's a great opportunity for advisors in the U.S. today who want to build their practice. Um, and there, there's a lot more. Um, uh, women uh, getting involved in uh, financial planning and financial advice, um, people that want to really develop a, a new uh, uh, practice can really take advantage, I think, of this, uh, this idea and, and build it around um, sustainability because a lot of the older established uh, uh, advisors, uh, it, it's just uh, not, not their thing. So you mentioned some, some quite striking numbers before about how you expect the first quarter to see around 20 billion inflows in ESG funds, which is a t- tenfold increase of, of what it had seen in, in a number of years before. So how long do you think before ESG becomes some, some type of mainstream uh, investment type in the US or it even overtakes Europe? Well, I, I, I don't know about overtaking Europe, but I think, uh, I think there's a, a, 
a good case to be made that in the next uh, uh, five to 10 years that uh, we'll you know, be at parity with Europe around this. And I think it's very rapidly moving into the mainstream. One of the areas of that, that you know, it's, it's maybe not as much of a focus, not quite as obvious to people. It's just that if, if uh, when we, we look at what uh, the large American asset managers are doing on ESG investing, all of them have very extensive uh, programs going on, even if it doesn't result in um, intentional ESG funds being offered there, they're, they're making sure that their investment process uh, accommodates ESG issues because many of them, in fact, in fact, all of them really have become convinced that uh, material ESG issues are a key component to understanding uh, uh, investments and why would you not do it? So um, it, what, what's sort of what remains to be seen is how much uh, uh, ESG analysis just becomes kind of a a general part of all investing versus how much of it becomes very focused around, you know, investment funds or investment products that have, you know, a, a, a definite uh, like sustainability outcome alongside financial returns uh, as part of their mandate. Do, do you think some of it might be marketing as well? Because BlackRock has been heavily criticized for how it doesn't practice what it's preaches necessarily. So it's it's voting records are, are quite poor. It's been blocking resolutions. Um, there have been revelations about minority, uh, I mean, people from minority backgrounds that, that joined BlackRock as staff and were treated in a very bad way. So they, they have pledged to fix all these things. But, but do you think that shouting a lot about ESG, and I'm, I'm taking BlackRock because the U.S., uh, asset manager and the largest in the world, but do you think that there might be a marketing component somewhere in there that that's not necessarily uh, genuine? Yeah. Um, well, I think that uh, certainly there's, you know, it becomes incumbent upon investors, intermediaries, people like us um, to uh, try to separate out the, the you know, the, those that are truly committed to ESG and are doing it in an appropriate way versus those for whom it's just kind of a, a marketing scheme. But I will say this, that, that um, when I talk to asset managers about their ESG efforts, it's, it's always the investment side of the house that we're talking to. And, you know, it's, th these are not things that have been generated. This is not a topic that's been totally, ginned up like mar by, by marketers. I, I, I mean, I think it's, it's very cynical for people to say, oh, um, the ESG is just a way for asset managers to, you know, charge higher fees because they, you know, they've, they've been subject to the lower fees because of uh, indexing for the last decade. Um, I just don't think that's it. I think they're responding to a real uh, demand from the market and they're trying to, uh, uh, they're trying to address it. I would say BlackRock, you know, on the one hand, uh, it's hard for a company like that, to, indeed, to live up to some of the things that it's making claims to, to, to you know, be doing and to care about. But um, at the same time, uh, it, it, you know, it puts, they, they're putting themselves on notice, right, to live up to these things. And, and so we'll see. I, they've made some very interesting uh, uh, commitments to improve their 
engagement uh, with companies. They're the one of the large, you know, for many public companies around the world, they're the largest single shareholder. So um, uh, they've made some commitments to improve their engagement around ESG issues or extend their engagement around ESG issues. And to vote uh, prox uh, vote the proxies uh, in favor of ESG resolutions more often. So um, that will be a really interesting thing to watch this year as we start to enter proxy season with a lot of public. We'll companies. be keeping an eye on that. And uh, what do you think is the biggest ESG opportunity now in the U.S.? Well, I would say, like you know, I've mentioned for advisors, I think the biggest opportunity for them is to they can build their practices around sustainability. It's a huge opportunity because younger uh, investors are interested in it and many older established advisors aren't, are, haven't really gotten up to speed on it. I think for asset managers, the, the really big opportunity is going to be 401k plans, retirement plans. Uh, and so if we get the regulatory support to encourage those plans to uh, 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 add ESG uh, fund options. That's going to be a big thing for asset uh, for asset managers, um, and you know, for end investors, it's really just uh, saying like, don't. I, I think it's uh, you. You don't want to get uh, turned off by the idea that maybe you know, um, uh, to, to, for some asset managers, it is kind of just a marketing thing because the the opportunity for end investors, I think, is to put their investment capital. Um, you know, and make it a, behind a movement, make it a part of this movement that's changing the way uh, that corporate America operates and is helping in the fight against climate change. Uh, because the more that companies sense that their investor base is shifting to one that wants to be, wants the firm to be managed more sustainably and more responsibly by focusing on the long term, by focusing on all stakeholders, um, by focusing on the firm's societal and environmental and climate impacts, um, the more responsive they're going to be to those things. And and remember as well that as an ESG investor, you're generally aligning yourself with consumers and employees and, and communities, all of whom would like to see companies run in a, in a more sustainable, responsible manner. So I think there's that kind of collective action component of it that that is a is a real opportunity for investors to make their investments uh, more meaningful. John, thank you very much. My pleasure.